0: Welcome to the Incession Film Podcast extra film segment for July 31st, also known as Guardians of the Galaxy Day 2014, and I'm J.D. Duran, and I'm Brendan Cassidy. This week on our extra film segment, we are going to be reviewing Zach Braff's latest Wish I Was Here, and we're also going to be discussing a small film uh, that's come out here locally. Hopefully, it'll get... Uh, on demand release here kind of soon and it is josh overbay's film as it is in heaven Uh, for those that are not familiar with our extra film segments it's a fun show that we release every friday where we get to discuss the small films out there the indie releases classics or other big films that we normally don't get to talk about on our main show Brendan, thanks for being here, man. How's your week going so far? It's going July thirty first. Really? I mean, how long have I been doing this with no. you, man? Seriously, time
1: has been flying. Seriously. <laughs> also, knowing like you said, Guardians yep. of the Galaxy Day, and I'll be yep. I'll be skipping Can't out I know, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I have other plans, and now I feel kind of guilty. But apparently, we've got a nice weekend plan because this guy here, we have a celebration for you, man.
0: Yeah, celebrating my birthday this weekend. It's it's technically not till next Thursday, right? But. I'm gonna be spending my actual birthday in Chicago, so might as well get the fun the, little the, the local, local birthday party. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> don't forget about us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So fun little birthday party for me this weekend. I'm pretty excited for that. And also, ironically enough, uh, Blake, our co-host on the main show, is also celebrating his birthday this weekend. Even though it was a few weeks ago. Really? So fun little duality there between the two of us. So it should be a fun fun weekend. That's that's cute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you though, I'm super excited for Guardians though. And by the time this podcast releases, I would have seen it at least once. <laughs>
1: Who knows? Maybe I'll go
0: back again. Well, we'll make sure showing too. <laughs> make
1: sure you see for me with me again because yeah. I
0: am not going the night so. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh man, I'm super super stoked about it, but uh, yeah week 's been going pretty good i 'm definitely excited to talk about these two films so let 's get into it and
1: here we
0: go. To the Session Film Podcast Extra Film segment. Hey, Brendan, the pool looks good. Are you growing typhoid or hepatitis?
1: Google, no! Google! Sorry. I know you can't stand the dog. He's usually so well trained. You trained that dog to piss everywhere but the lawn, and you did an incredible job. Pool looks good. What are you growing, typhoid or hepatitis? What's going on with the fence? Got a nice little slice of Mumbai back here, Aiden.
0: The yard has been this way since we moved in. Are you going to comment on it every time you see it? I haven't gotten a decent check since I did that dandruff commercial.
1: And Ironically, you still have dandruff.
0: All right. Wish I Was Here is written and directed by Zach Braff and stars Zach Braff, Joey King, Kate Hudson, among other people as well. All right, Brendan, what did you think about Zach Braff's latest Wish I Was Here? So, I think I asked you this before, but you've seen Garden State, right? Yes. Uh, I actually rewatched it today in preparation for this podcast.
1: <laughs> okay, you're one ahead of me then. I have seen it as well. I didn't get a chance to rewatch it, though. Um, but yeah, I guess th- there is a lot of anticipation around this film because it is his first directorial film since Garden State. I think that was like which a, has been a while. It's yeah, like two thousand
0: four. I, I think believe? yeah, I Something think it's like about that. a decade. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um. And you know, I love Garden State. I remember I really liked it. I wanted to get a chance to rewatch it. So that you know, there's a lot of kind of hype around this film just on that regard because Zach Braff does have this following yeah. ever since Scrubs. Uh, sure. And a lot of people did like Garden
0: State. So I, I, mean, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Mostly a
1: beloved film. Yeah. Great central performance from Natalie Portman. But yeah. then, I mean, we're talking about we're talking about Wish I Was Here right now, and sure. uh, personally. I like it when directors really kind of you know they wait a while and then they they release another film and then they they really start striving for their ambitions and that 's yeah. really what Zach Braff does here. This film is a lot more ambitious and a lot. More heavy handled than Garden State is, which is kind of, I think, a lot more simplistic when compared to this film. Sure. Personally, I really think he missed the mark here. I thought this movie was kind of a a complete mess. Uh, It's not a terrible film, but there are a Hmm. lot of flaws here that I really just felt so disjointed from the conflict of this movie. I really, this is a character who's going through so many problems in his life, and I felt like it really needed to have kind of a grounded sense of conflict that they at least maybe focus on certain elements are balance things together and, and, and have some of these central conflicts kind of counteract each other. Because when I was watching this, I really didn't get a sense. I, I felt like I knew what the movie was really about. Oh. It's just, you know, it's a guy trying to reconnect with his kids. He has issues with his, with his father, who's, who's, who's currently going through cancer. Uh, issues with his job. He's a struggling actor, an older struggling actor. Issues with, his, not really issues with his wife, but his wife, has played by Kate Hudson, sure. who's, at, who's actually really good in this movie. She's having some issues with her job, and it, it goes on a lot of tangents here. And I just felt so disjointed from the movie, and I sure. couldn't be moved by it by the end of it. And 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 a lot and and the really moving aspects of this movie, I just didn't feel were very well earned. Having said that, though, the relationship with with Zach Braff and his kids in this movie is good and there are a lot of funny moments that happen especially in the midpoint when sure. he's trying to when he's trying to homeschool them which I think yeah. I thought some of those scenes sure. were kind of funny and I do wish it would have focused a lot more on that I guess I just I felt it was very disjointed
0: I had pretty much a very different reaction than you did mm-hmm. which is fine yeah. I think one thing you know when we were kind of talking about Garden State I think one of the interesting things about Wish I Was Here is in a lot of ways it almost feels like a pseudo sequel to garden state in yeah. the sense that he's already lost his mom at the beginning of this film. Mm-hmm. He's an, still an actor. He's playing an actor. Yeah. This is one that's not well known, still kind of struggling in that sense, but now he finds himself at a different stage of his life. And so kind of going off of that, I feel like the first act of this film, that's all I could think about. I was like, <laughs> this very much feels like it's somewhat of a sequel to that film, which I was okay with. Cause I like garden state, uh, mm-hmm. Quite a bit. I think a lot of the elements that you're talking about. It's not that I 100% disagree with you, but I feel like the strong elements of this film, I think, really hit home for me. I do think the film is really poignant in a lot of ways. Sometimes maybe it's a little bit forced, but I felt like, in essence, though, it was very heartfelt. I did feel like it was very endearing, and visually, I thought it was really beautiful. I like the cinematography. I think what he does is is really gorgeous, but. I guess my main disagreement with you is I feel like the narrative here is pretty simple, Uh, maybe a bit disjointed, and maybe disjointed isn't the right word for me. I think it was just a little bit unfocused at times. But to me, it's really just about a guy struggling with the difficulties of the life surrounding him, and that's pretty much what it is, and there's Mm -hmm. a lot of different elements that goes into that, and you mentioned a few of them. There's the stuff with his wife and what's going on at her job, Mm -hmm. his dad is now dying of cancer or the cancer has kind of come back and is now attacking him at full force. He's got problems with his brother and the laziness and just this guy being really lethargic. Mm -hmm. And then there's issues of what to do with his kids. And he's also trying to figure out how to get a job because he's a struggling actor. So it just feels like everything around him is just not going the way that he wants it to. And it's really about him and how he goes about dealing with that. So to me, it was very simple, and I was able to really buy into all of the stuff that's going on around him, and I was pretty emotionally connected with the character. I feel like I was able to relate with him in a lot of ways, not that I have kids or that I've had uh, my dad die of cancer, but Mm -hmm. I've been in a position in my life where I have struggled where this character has struggled, and I don't know if that plays into it or not, but I feel like I was able to really engage with that character emotionally. I am also a sucker for father-son relationships. Mm -hmm. I think this film explores that gorgeously, but also arduous at the same time, which I liked. But as much as I liked all of those elements, the one thing that circles back to what you were talking about, whether you want to call it disjointed or unfocused, is that while all of these sequences for me that were working, as soon as that sequence would end, something would happen that would take me completely out of the film. There would be scenes that would just you know, be so random or just felt so polar opposite of what we just saw that it took all of that poignancy, it took all of that heartfelt connection and tossed it out the window and it had to re-earn it Every twenty minutes or so, and that was the big problem for me in this yeah, movie.
1: and I think that's that 's where i 'm kind of talking about where I feel like it's disjointed because it almost i don 't mind that it's a movie yeah. that has like a central character that's dealing with multiple problems like this i mean you when you said the actual story on paper, you write it down in one sentence. it is very simple, you know a guy going through these sure. multiple problems and and you you, yeah. you kind of said that perfectly uh, it's just that when when they go into all these individual conflicts that he 's going through, the balance just felt so like. So off and maybe unfocused is the better word for it, because uh, to me it really just felt like a series of short stories, and it would kind of like it, it, it very much feels that way. Yes, yeah, and yes. And, and and you're right. You know, at, at times when each individual story may have been working, all of a sudden we're pulled into the next one, and then we've got to then we, then we lose our place in the movie, and we got to try and find our way back yeah, in
0: because in between each short story, there's like like a funny gag or something that was so not within the framework of the rest of the film that it felt so obscure. It was kind of weird.
1: Yeah. And I completely agree. And that's, and I think that's why unfocused maybe is the right word for it. Uh, Even the first like five seconds of this movie, the opening shots of him in that spacesuit and how it kind of intertwines with that, Uh, and I I, I guess I get you know the art, the artsiness of it so to speak, but it just kept taking me out of the movie. Uh, It wasn't
0: those scenes specifically. I know, I know. There's metaphors there that I like. For me, it was more like, okay, so we have this really emotional experience and him going to. To deep places and just kind of being catharsis mm-hmm. and then we jump immediately from that to a scene of this guy talking about his penis and his penis is talking yeah and it was so absurd and it was trying to be this funny gag and i know that they're trying to employ this storyline of his wife's being sexually harassed or whatever but it was mm-hmm. so it was such a contrast from what we just experienced and it felt completely unnecessary that it really took all of that earned emotional connection and just tossed it out the window. It was like, let's build yeah. it up, take you right back down. Build yeah. it up,
1: take it right back down. Yeah, and I think another great example is there's a there's a really great moment. My favorite my favorite scene probably in the whole movie is basically the only moment of peace that Zach Braff and Kate Hudson get, like maybe a third of <laughs> the yes. way through. And yes. they're sitting on this yeah. dock, and they're, sure. they're drinking a beer, and they're yeah. talking about the happiest yeah. moments that they've had in their lives. And he says something about you were surfing and your head came up and you were smiling I couldn't even see you but I knew you were smiling that was the happiest I've ever seen you and they have this great conversation yeah. about like the intersections of life that they're both in and then all of a sudden the next scene is I think his brother trying to play in his Comic Con <laughs> costume or something and <laughs> yeah. and Sure, and it just, yeah, and and, and a that's lot of ta- exactly what I'm talking a about. A lot of times, yeah. you know, movies, you know, when they have these kind of multiple, like not not really like multiple stories that intertwine or things like that, but the way it just felt like such a collection of short stories here between the yeah. same characters, sure. just it, it kept taking me out of the movie. I had to keep struggling sure. to get back no, yeah, in. So yeah. I feel yeah. like
0: if if it was edited differently, where we saw each of these. You know, as you're calling them short stories, if we saw them kind of separately or in their own movie, I mm-hmm. feel like they would work really well. I agree. But when you're trying to combine them all into this, it just takes away, I feel like, from the strengths of the film. Mm-hmm. And that really took me out because I like the story with Josh Gad and I like yeah. those brother aspects. They're great. Yeah. But when you're editing them back to back where the scene before it was just shot completely different, way different tone... All of a sudden it feels like it's from a completely different movie mm-hmm. and maybe that works for some to me it just took me out every time it had to re-earn those connections that I didn't feel like it necessarily had to I feel like it could have been a lot more heartfelt and endearing if all that stuff was either edited differently or yeah. just taken out all yeah, I think
1: it needed that clear focus for it to yeah. earn that real th- that real emotional connection that it was trying to get from the audience at the same time with some good laugh out loud moments and sure. you know like we're, we're talking about a lot of the negatives here but there are A lot of funny parts in this movie. There really are, and I, I did. The comedy is
0: injected really well. I did laugh
1: out loud quite a few times here, um, and I, like, like the the
0: clip that we used to to introduce the clip here. That that is really
1: funny. Uh, And 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 that part is fine. You know, the humor in this movie is fine, and you know, you can easily inject humor like that into a heartfelt film. But when it does feel so, you know, unfocused like this film did, it, it was, it was the movie on a whole was. Just a frustrating watch for me
0: that, rather than an engaging and moving experience. And I was disappointed. And I guess the difference between you and I is while I do understand and I feel the unfocusedness of it, Mm -hmm. when it came to the segments that I did like, I felt like they were really strong. You're talking about the comedy, and I love... The characters here and the dynamics they have with one another. You're talking about Zach Braff and his dad, which was in the clip that we saw. Mm -hmm. That was really funny. It felt natural. It felt genuine to me. I also felt like when they made the turn from the comedy to the heartache aspects of it, that felt genuine to me as well. I love that. I just wish I didn't have to re-earn it every time. You kind of mentioned earlier with Zach Braff, his character and his kids mm-hmm. all of that is amazing. I love it when he takes them on this like little mini vacation and they go to this spot where Zach Braff's character has had this epiphany that he talks about yeah and he talks about how he went there to kind of find himself and I love that in that moment it's like he's able to redo that again it's he I don't know if he went there planning for that to happen but mm. when he was showing his kids this spot of something that was close to his chest it almost like it happened again and where his character turns I loved all of that uh, despite the frustrations I, I love those character dynamics they fully worked for me yeah and I think that's where some of our disagreement might lie is that I, I think most of those moments
1: didn't work for me because I had to keep struggling to re it maybe if the movie was a lot longer and they actually had uh, more time and more room to kind of grow these like uh, Separate stories so to speak. I probably would have been more engaged by it, but it. And I guess maybe the pacing was just so quick too, between intercutting between here and and with that editing you were talking about. That sure, it, it was just such a struggle that I had a really hard time feeling like I was earning that uh, yeah. emotional response. And some of them did work, like that scene you were talking about does really work. Um, but the another example though, like the relationship with the father, I thought started off well, and then he and then after you know after his conflict of his cancer and his relapse um you know they bring it up and then he's in the hospital but then they, they kind of put that on the back burner for a little bit so when they try and sure. bring it back i wasn't moved by it I, and I, I was really struggling to re-earn that reaction but i just couldn't find it uh hmm. and may, maybe that's where some of our disagreement is but i think that the movie maybe it should have been longer the movie's un- just under two hours long so it's not a short sure. movie but it's not like the movie was boring or it was like too quick or anything. I really, I, I probably could have sat through a two-and-a-half-hour movie like this if yeah. I felt like I was earning every
0: single moment of sure. it. And I, and I think well, that's where I was really I, let down. And I think where it works for me is because there's depth there that I found. There's a lot mm-hmm. of spiritual connotations, much like he did in Garden State. There's a lot of Jewish jokes in here. Yeah. And while it doesn't necessarily speak about being jewish necessarily there is a lot of religious connotations or even i guess just more in general spiritual connotations that you can get from it which i loved with those characters i loved how they set up the zach braff character and the dynamics he has with his brother and i think that's why when they bring back the dad aspects of it to me it was pretty potent because i was i had started to get invested with the Zach Braff character. I also think that's why when those scenes that came up that were frustrating for me, I got really angry at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like it was just back and forth. Like, I love what he's doing here. I was able to engage with that really, really well. And then when he went to punch this guy in the face, yeah, I, I was angry. Like yeah. I went to a polar opposite. It wasn't even a frustration. I was mad. I was like, you're making me engage in something that I, that is really close to my heart and then now you're taking me out of it, which was completely unnecessary. So, And that's where my frustrations lie. But I do like the exploration of faith that they have in this film and how Zach Braff's character is trying to define what God is to him. Mm. It doesn't necessarily have to be this this magical creature or this, this supreme being in a sky somewhere. Sure. It's... What does God look like to you? What is God represented to you, and how can that be something that spiritually guides you along this path? Mm-hmm. For me, that was fascinating, and I loved that exploration. And and I would have wanted that to go a little further for me because I agree it's
1: it's a great premise. It's, it makes for a great story. Um, I just felt like it wasn't explored enough, and I felt like mm. I felt that way with almost every single aspect of this movie. See, I it feel just, like
0: I feel like that was his motivation on every turn. I feel like that was. I got Every decision that he made was based off of trying to find this. Then he has a talk with a priest of sorts Mm -hmm. where it goes to another level, I guess. And we see some of those fantasy sequences or dream sequences start to be a little bit more frequent. But I feel Mm -hmm. like even before that turn, I feel like he's either trying to run away from faith or he's trying to hide what faith that he has there. But at Mm -hmm. the same time, he wants it. And he's trying to look for something, look for guidance, yeah. which he's not getting from his father. They set that up that they don't have the greatest of relationships. But when he starts to find what this faith may look like for him, and it's not necessarily in a traditional sense, right. but it worked for me. I, I think it was, it was his driving force throughout the entire movie for uh, me anyway. Yeah,
1: and personally I and I could see that. I did see that from the movie. I just didn't get it as the much as much of the driving force as you did because mm. I didn't see it in every single aspect of it, unfortunately. But um and, and and like I said, I just it was it was too unfocused for me that I just wasn't quite moved by it, but I did like a lot of individual moments in it. All right, well, any final thoughts and what grade would you give Wish I Was Here? One thing I will also say is the actors who play the children, uh, Joey King and uh, Pierce Gagnon, who um, who was also in Looper. He was a child in Looper. I just realized that. Um, they're very good here, and these are really good child actors. And Joey King's also fantastic in the show Fargo. Um, yeah. Yeah, I just, I just had to throw that out that that was something else I really liked. Um, overall, though, with this movie... Um, I gotta give it. I gotta give it a C plus. Uh, I w- I was very disappointed by it. I was I was kind of left fr- more frustrated and angry hmm. uh, overall. Just for uh, it put so much work on me to try and uh, re earn the emotion that r- the emotional reaction I felt like I was supposed to have. That it, it, the movie was a chore for me to sit through. And for it was, it was, it was like a movie on bipolar disorder, sure. and it was at the same time, I felt like it was giving me bipolar disorder. Then, then, then at a moment, I thought, I wonder if Zach Braff actually has bipolar disorder. Maybe that's what the movie's about. And <laughs> then I got to give this movie a good review because it's doing its job. <laughs> <laughs> sure.
0: But I, I just, I, I couldn't go with it. I just couldn't. I do like this idea though that Zach Braff has. Very much this real potency about life and what he thinks about life and how much you should cherish it, mm-hmm. uh, not only with this, but also in Garden State. And when you watch him in a TV show like Scrubs, you don't necessarily sense that about the guy right, until right. you watch these films. But there's something about that that connects to him. And, you know, as we we're talking about in Garden State, his mother dies and this one. His dad is dying which is something that obviously all of us have to deal with at some point in our lives. Yeah. And I feel like the exploration of that is fantastic. There's one sequence where they're exploring this idea of just making our dads proud. And you see that with the Josh Gad character mm-hmm. of it's not that he hates his dad. He just he feels like he's just disappointed in him on every level. And that's the disconnect. But he does love his dad. And there is that connection there. He just wanted his dad to tell him that he's proud of him. And there's something about that that just connects with guys in general that I loved that exploration. And to me, that was really powerful. I really liked that idea. I think guys pretty
1: much all agree that um, you'd rather have a parent like very up, like pissed off at you versus disappointed in you it's like that's so much worse it really is and And it's not a joke it really is it really is
0: and from a guy's perspective maybe females don't truly understand this but for from a guy to hear your dad say i'm proud of you there's a lot of power in that yeah and i think a lot of guys that have issues or complications with their dad probably will be able to connect with the josh gad character because of how he feels i feel Mm -hmm. like i see that all the time and the realities of my life. And I. so I love that exploration. Right. I also loved the exploration in the third act of the idea of dealing with pain and how it's not an individual event and in the sense of the kind of pain that they're dealing with here, but it's a family event. Mm-hmm. And dealing with that together and... The power that's in that as well. I love the exploration of that. Right. So, to me, you know, we're talking about these short stories. Yeah. I feel like the short stories in this film really work for me. But when you're going mm-hmm. from a really powerful short story to a scene in a grocery store where someone gets punched. And Knocked Out, <laughs> that to me is such a different contrast and didn't need to be in there. Yeah. So that's where this film and I have issues. Uh, but where the film is potent for me, though, it worked really, really strongly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and okay. then the final thing that I'll say is, you know, we were kind of talking about the kind of spacemen characters of this film. And for me, it kind of is this metaphor of getting outside of reality a little bit and trying to find something that will help you get through the difficulties and even the mundaneness of life sometimes. Mm-hmm. And these two characters just found it in these, this fun adventure spaceman type stuff. Again, the idea of what does a god look like to you. It doesn't have to be a religious connotation, but something that helps you get through these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, that metaphor to me I thought was fantastic because it was mostly about being with family ultimately at least that's what i took away from it so okay that stuff really worked for me i will say though joey king is really good in this movie and what's interesting to me is she was in white house down last year which i hated uh-huh. uh, i thought she was really terrible in that movie and i i can't remember if i've seen her before that movie but since white house Ooh. down She's been fantastic in the films I've seen her in because she was also in The Conjuring last year. Yeah, She was fantastic in that movie. So great. Uh, it's, uh, it's great to see her get outside of Roland Emmerich and that she's <laughs> actually a good actress. <laughs> so, <laughs> the two bad words are Roland Emmerich. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, anyway, I had a good time despite the difficulties. I would give this movie a B, though. Uh, I think a lot of people, though, will feel the way that Brendan feels. I can understand why people will be pulled out of this movie. It is very unfocused or even disjointed, if, mm-hmm. if that's what you want to say. I, mm-hmm. I don't blame you for that. But uh, anyway, we will have a full review of this up on our website. You can go and check that out at IncessionFilm.com. And if you agree or disagree with our takes, you can let us know by leaving a comment on our
1: Facebook page at Facebook.com slash IncessionFilm, or you can tweet us at IncessionFilm. You can also leave us a comment on our Google Plus page or on Letterboxd. Our usernames are IncessionFilm.
0: And you can also email us at IncessionFilm at gmail.com. All right. Coming up next, we're going to be discussing what I consider my favorite "quote unquote" religious-themed movie of the year, and we're going to be talking about "As It Is in Heaven." Josh Overbay film. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Inception Film Podcast Extra Film Segment. Hey, Brendan, are you ready for Jesus to come back in 30 days? I don't know. Either way, I'm not starving myself to death. Only a month left till the day He said He would come for us.
1: They're not ready. Only you can do it.
0: Speak, Lord. Speak, Lord. This is the word, first from Edward, then from the Lord. He knocked. I
1: let him in. Do you think we should
0: tell David? He's the one who called this fast. He won't save those who disobey, who hold on to their pride. All right, as it is in heaven is directed by Josh Overbay and stars Chris Nelson, Luke Beavers, and pretty much a bunch of other people that you've never heard of. Mm-hmm. Uh, n- n- nothing gets <laughs> those people. That's just a small budget movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that being said, Brendan, what did you think about the small film As It Is in Heaven? It's a pretty interesting reaction seeing this movie because
1: I went to the Kentucky theater last night. Yes. Um, and it was actually a pretty packed up. Uh, the, the lobby was pretty packed. There's a lot of people there, so I realized, oh god, everyone's here going to see Tootsie, <laughs> the, sure. the, uh, the 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 Dustin Hoffman and drag film. Yeah, um, no, they're all going to see As It Is in Heaven. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And then I realized they're part of the same church. Mm. Okay, I think you. If you guys, I don't think you guys know what you're getting into.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> Sure. Um
1: and and then you know the movie plays uh and then the movie ends and the end credits are going on and it is dead silent. Huh. And and I you know I get up and leave and they're sure. all just still sitting there. I close the door, and I get o- slightly away from the theater. All of a sudden I hear the, the theater erupt in applause. Nice. Which I think that they were there because they knew someone in the cast or something. They clapped when his name appeared in the end credits. Sure, <laughs> but possibly I, but it, I, it was made here locally by a bunch of people that I that I know. And so. I think I realized that's what it was. But it was kind of funny at first thinking. Oh, it's a it's a group of it's a church group here going to see a movie like as it is in heaven, and they don't know what they're getting into. Yeah,
0: exactly, <laughs> and because what Brendan is alluding to for yeah. those that haven't seen it, which is probably most people at this point, because mm-hmm. it's only played in Chicago, New York, and then here locally in yeah. Kentucky. But it's basically after the death of this so-called prophet who believes that Jesus is coming back in 30 days. It's the exploration of this 30 days until Jesus is supposedly supposed to come back. Right. And it's not necessarily what you think it would be. It's not necessarily this you know, big pro-Jesus, pro-church yeah. kind of yeah. thing. It is yeah. a very different experience to that. So the way that you explain that is pretty funny because yeah. people may go in from, uh, you know, a traditional church thinking, oh, this is going to be this fun Jesus movie. Uh, no, not <laughs> no, so much. Not so, in fact, I, I would <laughs> almost go as far as to say this movie, you can almost label this a horror movie. This movie in a lot of ways, yeah, yes. And, and, and yes. the movie it
1: reminded me most of was uh, my favorite movie of all time, There Will Be Blood. Uh, and at least like the religious aspects of that movie, you know, played yeah. with with the Paul Dano character and a lot mm-hmm. and, you know, how some of his sermons were kind of, you know, they were almost over the top and sometimes ridiculous. But at the same sure. time, not totally out of question. Um, and, and that's kind of the case with this movie. You know, you said it's n- like it's not like pro Jesus or like, like just to quote you, but it's not negative towards it no, either no, no. at all. It's it's yeah. totally ambiguous. It's totally up in the air. It's totally meant for the viewer's reaction to yeah. it. And that's what you get out of it and that's what the movie is to you. Yeah. And for that reason, you know, I didn't really give my opinion there. I thought the movie was fascinating. It really was. Um and and, and there's a lot of great the the acting performances are fantastic i mean i i I, I would love to see this start getting a wide release so some of these people can get known because the performances are just striking and Joshua overbay who directed this also fills the screen with a lot of tension that Mm -hmm. i I mentioned. almost kind of felt like a horror film because we really have no idea what's going on or you know how this how this story is going to end and then we have this this central conflict between the character of David and the character of Aiden, who plays the the original prophet's son, who yes, and there's there's a lot of backlash going on between them, and a lot of they they question each other. You have David, who's so devoted to preparing his uh his you know like his 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 sheep, so to speak, and he's the shepherd preparing them for the coming of Jesus in thirty days. That he prepares this thirty day fast for them, and Aiden sure. Aiden's questioning the whole thing, and he he almost starts having a kind of a dual relationship with his faith and. And, I, and and that's what I, I love that back and forth. I, yeah. it was so fascinating to watch, but it was frightening to watch too. And there's there are some moments in this movie that are that are kind of difficult to sit through. Um, there's a I, mean, I won't spoil it, but there's a you know a, a scene with a mother and her child. Uh, it's crazy. It, it's it, it really incredibly is incredibly arduous. Yeah, yes.
0: yeah. Um, and and just on that that alone, the movie was a
1: fascinating
0: experience. And it's interesting you talk about Josh Hoverbay. I did interview Overbay on a previous extra film, if you guys want to go listen to that. But it's funny that you bring up this aspect of horror because mm-hmm. in that interview, he talked about how he's a fan of horror. And before he wanted to do this, he was looking to do this big horror film mm-hmm. and it ended up not working out for him. But, you know, and I've talked to him offline and he loves doing horror. Well, so yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's not surprising that we see some of that here because... Mm-hmm it is here. I completely agree with you. Uh, When you're talking about David, who ends up taking over for the original prophet, I think what's interesting, what leads to some of those arduous sequences that you're talking about is that we're talking about the idea of faith Mm -hmm. and how genuine that these guys are in their faith. Yeah. You know, because a lot of the times when we hear about cults like this, we always hear it from the media's perspective and it's always at the end of, you know, these guys felt like Jesus was coming back in 30 days. These guys are crazy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Sort of thing. Uh, But from their side of it, they genuinely believe in this and Mm -hmm. they genuinely believe in their leader who was this other prophet who then passed the leadership to David and now David is leading these people and then it starts to explore this idea of interpretation of faith Mm -hmm. and I didn't like the movie Noah but I felt like the best parts of Noah was that. It was the idea of interpretation of a supreme being talking to you and where the conflict comes in is with that. Mm -hmm. Where David is getting this interpretation of what he thinks God is telling him to do, it leads to raw ramifications and consequences that the group probably didn't expect, and those ramifications are pretty severe, Yeah, and it gets pretty dark, and it leads to a bunch of inner conflict within the group. And that being said, most of them stick around. They they really believe this, and they and they really go for it. And the way that Overbay deals with that to me was just fascinating. I loved yeah. every aspect of and it. And I think you hit the nail on the head there, as
1: far as like what this movie is really supposed to be about. Um, and, and in many ways, it, it reminded me a lot of um. And I don't know if you, I don't know if you've seen Life of Pi. Yes, but, of course. Yeah. Which, which was my favorite movie of that year. Sure, uh, and one one of the, one of the best movie experiences I've ever had. But. A movie like that, when it dealt with its situations of faith, it wasn't you know pro or negative against one way or the other, but instead was really about those of us who follow a certain faith, why we choose to do so, and yes. our devotion to it. And it's and that's exactly what I felt like this movie was about. It's not about the. Whether or not you know what they believe in or not is real or not that's not sure. that 's not the punchline here it 's about their devotion to sticking yeah. through it despite the severity of what they had sure. to go through yeah and and it, essentially it 's about why they choose to believe in this higher power. why do any of us choose yeah. to believe in this higher power and, and and for those listening to me, I do believe in that um, and i, I don 't know if you do or not as well, but I mean that 's beside the point but I, I kind of I kind of related to it in that sense that i that I have that my own personal beliefs, whether or sure. not it's as you know as uh heavy-handed as theirs are is, is not, I guess, not really the point, but I can relate to their devotion, sure. and which, that's what
0: I felt like the movie was really about. Which heart. is why it goes back to the notion of what we were saying earlier. It's not necessarily this pro-Jesus, which I wasn't trying to offend anyone with no, that, no but no. It's, it's not this idea of it being traditional or non-traditional. It mm-hmm. goes back to what you're saying of... It's just this exploration of faith, what you believe in, their genuine feelings of that, and how that interpretation can cause conflict within a group. Mm -hmm. In this case, it causes some really interesting dynamics that happen within the group that I feel like would be pretty difficult for anyone, and I think one of the ways you really feel that is with the stark cinematography here, which I feel like is just gorgeous. (laughs) It's phenomenal. It's really beautiful. It was filmed here in kind of the backwoods of Kentucky, and with a low-budget film like this, you would almost hardly know it. Like, Mm -hmm. the cinematography is just so well-handled. There are some great moving shots uh, that Overbay spores and uses really great. There's some really nice dream sequences with the David character, which I thought was frightening. Yeah, f- Very frightening, yeah. E- too, very yeah. Frightening, yeah. Uh, and also plays into the interpretation aspects that we're talking about, but uh, yeah, all of that to me was just handled gorgeously. I loved it. Yeah, dip. and and you mentioned about the the moving shots in this movie. The very first shot in this movie
1: is you know a woman staring in a mirror, getting ready, like putting on her cloak and getting ready for something. Yeah, and she walks down the stairs and out the door, and the camera follows her the entire way. It's so one of those like long yeah. takes, uh, one, tracking shots, and yeah, and I'm a sucker for those. Like anytime yeah. I see someone pull that off, that's why I love Paul Thomas Anderson sure. so much and Stanley Kubrick. They're they're the godfathers of. I was going to say
0: because yeah. a lot of the cinematography that was used here was Steadicam, which yeah. was obviously Kubrick was. Really known for using some of that mm-hmm. stuff and a lot of like, really? like, symmetrical
1: shots too yeah. and things like that. Like I, you can tell, Josh uh, was really influenced by Stanley Kubrick in this film, and I, I, I kind of took a lot of similarities to even something like The Shining, yeah. Uh, and because sure. we, t- we talked about some of the horror elements of here, mm-hmm. and I use that word loosely because it's not a horror movie by genre. It's almost a great example of like e- a dramatic horror or maybe even horrific drama. It's, <laughs> <Yeah. it's, laughs> either way, yeah, it either really way fits this yeah, film. Yes. Yeah, and that's and uh, and also like. I'm I'm also a sucker for that kind of genre. I love when they can mm-hmm. when a movie can take a drama or a horror film and make it feel grounded in such reality. That's why I love a film like The Exorcist so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, for the same reasons, I, I really responded to this movie just from a filmmaking level too. It's yeah, it's great. Very well made. It's it's well written. It's
0: powerfully acted, even beautifully one, shot. There's one little action sequence, even. <laughs> action <laughs> of a sword, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> action of a sword, Not like, yeah. you, know, <laughs> you know, not like Mel Gibson action. Yeah, yeah, like that, yeah, but, right, right. Uh, but yeah, there's a fun little sequence there, the acting as you are talking about, and I also love the score here, which was uh, scored by Ben Zoller, mm-hmm. and I think it's also one of the most powerful scores of the year. It's very <laughs> simple, there's one theme they use a lot, but it's really effective.
1: Yeah, and very dissonant too, and that's, that's another reason why the movie reminded mm-hmm. me of There'll Be Blood. It reminded me a lot yeah. of Yes, of like uh, the yeah. cues that Johnny Greenwood used in that film and it's you know and yeah, it a like creates a dark real strings really haunting yeah, feel dissonant is, chords yeah. uh yeah, it's 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 it was awesome i loved it yeah
0: absolutely uh the last thing i want to say too before we get into final thoughts mm-hmm. is the last shots of this movie is incredible oh my god it's some of the best filmmaking i've seen all year and i've said that for months now the expression and the look on David's face as the film fades <laughs> to black is one of the best shots of the entire year, and I love it. There's a lot going on in that scene with zero dialogue, just yes. music, yes, and and the camera there just above them, and it's really incredible. Uh, I I loved it. I mean, I can't really go into it without giving spoilers away, but it's handled I, well. I and I agree completely, and you know, it's
1: it's reasons like that uh that just from a filmmaking level that I love this film so much. This could end up being one of my very favorite movies of the year just because of that. Um, yeah. From personal enjoyment, I think I have to see it a few more times.
0: <laughs> it's really <laughs> um, good. Because
1: it really, you know, it, it does tackle some, you know, some questionable things and, you know, it's it's kind of one of those movies that I could tell someone I loved it, but I I don't, you know, depending on who you are, I don't know if I feel comfortable recommending it to yeah. you. But, uh, but I loved it for what it was sure. and, and, and it did its job perfectly and for that reason I, I, yeah. I have a hard time finding some faults with it.
0: Yeah, and you know, in even the the Christian aspects of this film when they're doing like praise and worship and singing mm-hmm. to God and stuff, like none of that felt cheesy to me. It didn't. Like it all no. felt authentic. Yeah, it did. And, yeah. and a lot of films really <laughs> tread that territory. Yeah, they it's they really, a fine they, line, but they, Overbay does it well, They I think. either really hammer it to sentimentality or they hammer
1: it to be over the top to try and prove some kind of point that it's not real or yeah. something like that. But here, you know, it may seem over the top to some people but it sure. still feels depending on how you believe yeah depending yeah. on depending on who you are and that's kind of the beauty of this film too yeah. that's where the heart of it is but for, i mean for me personally it I, I believed every second of it yeah all right well, any final thoughts on what grade would you give as it is in heaven so really this grade is really based more on you know my critic reaction to it uh, and that's I'm, i at least i give this an a uh personally though i'm not quite sure yet because it is you know it it is kind of <laughs> ambiguous sure. it it does have some you know it does have some of its own themes that are very questionable that I kind of want to try and absorb or think about or maybe sure. see a few more times before I s- say how I personally felt about it. But at this point, I mean, I haven't, I haven't enjoyed it on a personal level, too. But as a filmmaking, from a filmmaking standpoint, rather, the movie is just breathtaking.
0: Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. I think this film is more accessible than... Then I think a lot of people would think because it mm-hmm. to me it's it 's not again it 's not necessarily about Christianity like I think right. it 's about this exploration of just kind of faith in general, yeah. leadership, and how there are real consequences to people in leadership positions to the choices that they 're making right and in this specific situation, it goes to some really dark territory and leads to drama that I thought was blended in really well. I think from a technical standpoint, as we were talking about it 's Shot really well. The acting is great. The score is all really good, and so overall, this film just really, I think, worked really well for me. Yeah. And there, like you're saying, there's a bunch of themes of this movie that we could spend days here <laughs> kind of talking and, about. And I'd look forward like. to it. Like, it's <laughs> it's really great. But I mean, outside of, I guess, some of the on the nose Christianity kind of stuff, I I just think that that whole exploration of interpretation to me was just fantastic i and the way it was done here i i liked it better than noah i'll just say that <laughs> so <laughs> For most people, I don't think it's going to be that hard. (laughs) So, I I know he did the same thing, but I feel like the best parts of Noah, that's what this movie did, and it did it better. So, take that, Aronofsky. (laughs) (laughs) And I love Aronofsky, Uh, but seriously, I I love Darren Aronofsky. Yeah, yeah. don't get me wrong. But, yeah, yeah, this movie does it better, in my opinion. And, like I said, those last shots of David are some of my favorite of the year so far. Fantastic. It's really, really good stuff. So, I give this movie an easy a as well so uh we do have a full review of this up on our website as well and as i mentioned earlier i did interview the director josh overbay on a previous extra film and you can also check that out on our website under our podcast tab on our website again that's in session and
1: if you do happen to go out and see this film uh, either if you're in new york or chicago or come down to lexington we'd love to hear your feedback on this i think we can get yeah. some great discussions oh, yeah, on for this sure. one so sure. so definitely uh you know Hit us up on our website. You can leave us a comment at IncessionFilm.com or also on Facebook or Twitter. We'd, be, we'd definitely be looking forward to some feedback on this one. I think that'd be great.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with you. Yeah, definitely hit us up. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Uh, and that should do it for this week's show. Just a friendly, friendly reminder, as Brendan was just talking about, hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash IncessionFilm. Hit us up on Twitter. Also hit me up on Letterboxd. I've been a lot more active there. And subscribe to us on YouTube at youtube.com slash in session film and you can also subscribe to us on itunes to hear all of our main
1: podcasts as well as these little in- uh, extra film reviews and while you're on itunes you can also leave us a review in the comment section we'd also appreciate that you can also sign up for our monthly newsletter you can do that by signing up on facebook by clicking the newsletter tab on our or on our site at in
0: slash newsletter and the in film podcast is supported by our awesome listeners like you if you want to help us we would greatly greatly appreciate it and you can do that by going to our website, IncessionFilm.com, and click on our bonus content tab in our main menu to hear our bonus content for just a small donation of 99 cents. And our latest bonus content was just released this week where Blake and I discuss all of the big news that came out of this year's San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, so definitely go and check that out. And you can also just go to IncessionFilm.com donate, and you can see a bunch of other information there on how you can help us uh, subscribing to us on iTunes and leaving a review. That's an, another great way that you can donate to us. And you can hear everything we do on our mobile app for just a one-time fee of $1.99. And you can find that app on the Amazon Market for Android devices, the Windows 8 phone store for Windows devices, and the Podcast Box app for iOS devices. And all those details are on the site at incessionfilm.com. This last week on the show, we discussed Lucy... And our top 3 mismarketed movies, so definitely go and check that out. Perfect top three. <laughs> it was perfect top three for <laughs> Lucy, absolutely. Uh, and it was a lot of fun, so definitely go and check that out. And of course, this week on the show, we're going to be reviewing Guardians of the Galaxy, which I cannot mm-hmm. wait to do. Should be pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brendan, any final thoughts before we get out of here today, man? I am grouped. <laughs> that is that is a fantastic way to end the
1: show. <laughs> oh, whatever. I don't have that long a lifespan anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm looking forward
0: to this movie. There's some Just from the trailer, some great quotes right there. I'm telling you, it's going to be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of Guardians of the Galaxy, for a poll question this week, I asked, which, which Guardian are you looking forward to the most? Mm-hmm. So, which Guardian are you looking forward to the most, Brendan? Honestly, Groot. Really, Groot. See, that's yep. my wife too. I yeah. don't. I don't know why. It's kind of weird to me, I, but um, it's hard for me to choose. Yeah. I, Groot looks awesome. I even think Drax looks amazing. Yeah, yeah. Th-
1: they they all Crisp look they, well. They all well, they all look fascinating because they all have their own. Interesting personas, just from what I'm judging from the trailer, and yeah, I'm not I'm not a huge follower of this comic story. I don't me know a either. Whole I don't lot think anyone knows what's are. But the marketing was just it's amazing so from this. Yeah. yeah, and someone who works in marketing, I'm fascinated just by that alone. Yeah. But, but there's a yeah. lot of mystery around Groot. Sure. That's why I'm kind of fascinated yeah, by Groot's yeah.
0: going to be awesome. Rocket, I think, is an obvious choice for me, mm-hmm. but I mean, I can't discount Chris Pratt. I, he's so endearing to me, oh, so God, charismatic. He, I love him. He's on fire right now. Yeah, really, he's is. great. So anyway, we're going to be discussing all of that on the show this weekend. Next week. For our extra film The plan is to do Calvary uh, Which may take top spot As far as religious Theme theme movies go It's really a fantastic film Mm -hmm. And we're also going to be Talking about Joe Swanberg's latest Happy Christmas And then the week after that, we'll finally get Boyhood. So (laughs) it is on the (laughs) list. It's there. I have to keep pushing it back, but we're going to get there. I know. I can't wait for that one. (laughs) But anyway, Calvary is good and Happy Christmas. So go watch those two films and join us on our extra film next week. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you guys next time on the Incession Film Podcast extra film segment.